a blessing to have you all back for our journey to the end of the semester. Uh, already had a conversation with one of you who said, next week is your last week. <laughs> and I thought, what? How is this possible? You're already finishing up for the semester. Uh, but some of you are lucky enough to have your uh, classes fall in ways that will allow you to depart. Uh, so we have just a short little jaunt to the end of the semester. But we have four weeks until the end of Advent. We have four weeks to celebrate this season of the church year. And as was mentioned last uh, weekend, uh, we start the new church year. Your books are new, and that is an indication every year. When you get the new books, you can realize, ah, new church year. New church year, right? Doesn't start in the same way. And I hope it's a provocation to realize it doesn't follow the way we all think of new things. We all think like January 1st. And sure, there is a newness, that's the new year, and the church recognizes that, but we also recognize our lives as Christians are ordered towards something higher and greater than what orders the world. And so the season of the church year helps order us, and so we begin the new year. And we begin in a way like a preparatory phase, right? Advent, the coming, the waiting, the, the anticipation, the running toward um, we're, we're heading toward Christmas. And in this season, we acknowledge the three comings that you've probably heard before. Uh, but one thing I was thinking about is uh, when it talks about staying awake, right, in here, that may be one of the things that you're experiencing now at the university, is you're more awake than you were before. So I shouldn't take for granted that even if your priest back home or whoever it is you helped you raise that you were listening when they were trying to tell you what it was that was going on in Advent. So I'll tell you again. Advent, there's three comings. We have the first coming of Jesus Christ, which already happened. Right? We wouldn't be here if it didn't. Now, it could be important for us to recognize that that actually means something. <laughs> We can't just be like, oh yeah, Jesus. No, there was someone who walked this earth that claimed to be God. And through his resurrection, right, rose from the dead, have witnesses that tell us that this is true. And through this life, we know the church comes down to us. That can be an important thing to pay attention to, the first coming. If that isn't true, folks, we all got a lot of other things we could do right now. But if that isn't true, you got a lot of other things you got to find a solution for. So, just a little point. But the third coming is what we're referring to in the gospel today. That Jesus, while he was there, is telling his disciples, he's talking about that, which is interesting. He's like, when the Son of Man comes, these things, well, it's like, you're here in front of me. Right? This is already the recognition that there's something more he's leading to. Right? This third coming that will happen at the end of time. And he's saying, be awake. Stay awake. When he comes back, there, you won't have time to prepare then. You have time to prepare now, but you won't have time. Stay awake. 
There will be a day when he returns and judges all of humanity, every person, good and ill. When's that going to be? Well, I don't know. We might probably, I just kind of always side on the fact that I'm probably going to die before that happens. Okay, but stay away. I don't know when that's going to happen, do I? That could be tomorrow. I mean, we have wishful thinking and we plan and we have goals and we have desires, but when do you, when do you uh, plan to die? Oh, you don't have that planned? Right, we don't know. We do not know when we will stand before the face of God. But we will be judged on our lives here, good and bad. And so we're being reminded, stay awake. And every time I was preparing for this, I kept thinking, well, this is why I drink coffee. But to stay awake is more like being aware of why I drink coffee. You went home. Did you see anything when you were at home? Did you recognize something about your family or something about yourself when you were at home? Stay awake. Stay awake is to be attentive, to recognize what it is that's happening and how easy it is in life to listen to the doldrums of the world and just kind of sleep through everything. The Lord is saying, pay attention. And to pay attention is to pay attention, yes, to the circumstances that are out there in the world, but pay attention to what's inside here. What are your questions? Who are you? Where are you going? What is this whole thing about? And sometimes the questions that come up in us, we can want to ignore or put away or not listen to. But as we listen to them, that's what he means to stay awake. Be attentive. What is it that you're looking for? What stirs in your heart at the middle of the night? Right? I remember being in that Sigalf house and we'd have all kinds of fun and we'd have all kinds of stuff. And you know what? After all of it was still done, there'd be nights I'd sit in that couch inside my room and think, what am I looking for, really? Well, you would think I had just, that's what you'd think I had had it all. And yet, in the secret of my own heart, in the time in which I'm alone, I still have a question that I'm looking for. What are the questions that are inside of you when no one's around?
Stay awake. Pay attention. And when you pay attention to these things, be aware you will come up against a wall. Or better yet, an endless question. An endless desire. Or a wall. Something you can't get over. Something you can't solve. Don't let this be a temptation for you to stop paying attention. Right? I was reading that book that we handed out. If you want one of those books and you didn't get it last weekend, feel free to take one. I was, uh, and, and going through it, and it suddenly I was sort of thinking about like, how easy it is to feel like if I don't get an answer to the thing I'm working towards, or if I can't accomplish something that I've failed. But the more that I was thinking about that, wait a minute, like it doesn't, does it really matter anyway, right? I, how many of you noticed the Advent candles? Raise your hand if you noticed that, and, and did you notice, like, did you really notice them? Were you paying attention? Like, they need some help, folks. Because the new candles that are all the same height didn't show up. Well, they can't show up if you don't buy them before today at 6 (laughs) p.m. Amazon's good, but they're not that good. Oh, and then I can't find the right size, and then da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And you know what? I just decided we're going to do the candles from last year. We're just going to go backwards. I mean, every parish all over the globe throws away like candles that are this big because they were the fourth Sunday of Advent and they weren't needed. (laughs) And then you start the new year and you don't want to use, right? I mean, and I thought, we're just going to go with these. I did order the other ones, but I kind of like, I kind of like these. And then you know what I began to think about it as I was putting this up? Why do you put so much attention on certain things? Do you see that? Pay attention. Then I had their beautiful moment. It's like, you know what? These candles are kind of awesome. And you know what? The thing that actually I want for all the students is Jesus and the love of God in their hearts. So, I mean, how about you just say a prayer for them, Father John? That'll do way more than a perfect Advent wreath. Pay attention. Pay attention. Stay awake. You will come up against something that you might want to push down, run away from, or conceal. I would propose to you that that's the preparation you need to understand Christmas. Christmas.